0: Hello I'm Callum And I'm Jake And this is 1001 A Film Podacy A podcast dedicated to films that are featured in 1001 Movies You Must See Before You Die Each week we watch a film from that book and then place it amongst the other films we've watched in a ranked list Jack Torrance has taken a winter caretaker position at the Overlook Hotel in the Rocky Mountains He brings along his wife Wendy who's looking forward to some much needed family time And their son Danny who has a bloke called Tony living inside his mouth. Jack's looking forward to cracking on with his writing, and in a big empty hotel with no distractions, this should be a piece of piss. But there's something he, do- <laughs> but there's something he does not know about his son. He sees dead people. <laughs> Both little Danny and kindly hotel chef Dick Halloran have a telepathic ability, an ability that allows them to see visions of the hotel's sinister past, an ability Dick calls The Shining. The Shining.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>, Tony. <totally. laughs> so Jake you chose this film correct I correct. gave you the decade um so what's your history with this film do you remember when you first watched it um
1: genuinely I have no idea when I first watched it it just seems to be a film I've, I've yeah. definitely seen it over five times uh we'll start yeah. there um, I but no that- I, I can't remember the first time watching it but I just remember um it gen- genuinely terrifying me
0: I think we, we watched it together. I think the first time I watched it was with you.
1: Possibly that that sounds about right.
0: Um, we had to both sit there in silence as um, well. There was a naked woman getting
1: hugged. Yeah, I I, I really can't imagine watching this for the first time on my own. So yeah,
0: I think it was together in my living room. Maybe. That's what
1: that's all I remember. That but makes I a nice picture, doesn't it? And that it, that that'll, <laughs> that'll, that'll be at least at the very least about ten or twelve years ago, I think. So, yeah, it's a film directed by Stanley Kubrick, which, um, if you've seen the name of our podcast, uh, you can see that we are fans, yeah? Fans, yeah. Ripped him off, really. Ripped him off, 2001, A Space Odyssey. If you didn't get that, then it's quite on on the nose, isn't it?
0: I think that should be the last ever film we uh, watch on this,
1: just for that reason. Alone, maybe? Maybe not even watch it. Maybe just... Keep people... (laughs) Yeah, keep saying we're going to, and then never do. never do it. Just keep saying, next week we'll watch a Space Odyssey, and then watch something completely different.
0: Let's go through who's in it, shall we? That's a good place to usually
1: start, isn't it? The main character in this film um, is Jack Torrance, who's played by Jack Nicholson. And if there was a role um, for Jack Nicholson made in heaven it would be this I've worded that wrong (laughs) made in heaven there's
0: a role made in heaven (laughs) what are you talking about but I I just don't get what you mean
1: (laughs) right I'll start that again (laughs) so the main character in this film is Jack Torrance um, and he's played by Jack Nicholson Um, it's probably the most suited role to Jack Nicholson (laughs) um (laughs) Out of, out of any film i've seen him in um he's, he's just good at playing a, a nutter isn't he really
0: he is yeah even when he shouldn't really be and uh, you just think he's gonna be one really even if he's just playing a completely straight character it's just his face i think yeah it's the way he's sort of like i don't know I, yeah, i'm doing a face was... in real life that you can't see but i'm i look like the grinch basically is what i'm doing huh. he, he, he
1: would have made a good grinch he would have, yeah. He wouldn't anything. have needed half the prosthetics that Jim Carrey needed either.
0: With, with Jack Nicholson being in it, I'll go. I'll just ask you this then. So Stephen King famously hated the casting of Jack Nicholson. Do Do you like him as an actor
1: in general? Jack Nicholson, yes, I do.
0: Okay.
1: Um, oh. he he's he's got I don't know. He's got quite a sinister sort of look about him, hasn't he? But yeah. He he. But he can also play the opposite. So have you seen? Uh, as good as it gets, and he's like a miserable old man, and he he softens as the film goes on, yeah, um,
0: I've seen most of it,
1: yeah, and also in like one flew Over the cuckoo's nest, I mean, oh yeah, even looking as as evil as he does look, he can melt your heart, yeah, uh, he really it, uh he
0: really root for a bit in that one,
1: but then he could terrify <laughs> yeah. you as the uh, joker and batman, Stephen
0: King else. wanted some random fellas, but um he the, the what who was considered was Robin Williams, but he was deemed too mad. But yeah. then, then they also considered Robert De Niro, who wasn't mad enough,
1: Yeah, basically, I think Stanley Kubrick fought for Jack Nicholson doing it, didn't he? He um, did, yeah.
0: Um, and, but Stephen King's argument was, well, Jack Nicholson already seems like he's insane before he's gone insane in the film. So that would be just like... Yeah. I mean, there'd be no tension. You're like, oh, he's just mad anyway. I think that in, was
1: his argument. Because in the book, he, he's not, obviously. He's, he's just a family man. And then the, the whole point of him going completely insane um yeah. is the big shock whereas yeah like you say in this jack nicholson already seems he seems mad from the word go doesn't he
0: he does yeah
1: um so i think if they had casted someone like i don't know i think they went once to cast like martin sheen or someone yeah he was um, mentioned yeah i uh, i can never remember his name um Angelina jolie's dad oh yeah john voight john voight yeah they they, they, they can stephen king wanted john Voigt as well just average he have been all right yeah, just normal-looking blokes, um, but you wouldn't have got you wouldn't have got Jack Torrance once, once he's turned if it wasn't for Jack Nelson no. at all.
0: It's iconic, really. I can't. Yeah, you can't imagine anyone doing it, really. I'm trying to think of someone. Can't Harvey Keitel, little guy? Nah,
1: <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Oh,
0: cool. all right. Who else is in this? Uh, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall.
1: Yeah, no relation to Robert.
0: No, yeah, I always thought, though, but she looks nothing
1: like him, so yeah. actually, maybe not. <laughs> so uh, but yeah, she, she plays uh, Wendy Torrance, who is Jack's loving wife, um, and I find it mad oh. that the only other film that Shelley Duvall did this year was Popeye, so she went yeah. from being married to Jack Torrance to being married to Popeye um, in the space of a year.
0: That must mess with her head, and I think, sadly, it did. Uh, knowing her true story, but um,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, and Robin Williams as uh, Popeye as well. Yeah. What a it's strange, a busy year! For what everybody. a weird year for her. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I've watched this. I, I think twice now, three times, and I didn't. I used to not really think about it, but in this, when I watched it this time, I felt really bloody sorry for Wendy all the yeah. way
1: through. This, <laughs> I, I think. Yeah, I think she. Is maybe you, you look at Jack Nicholson, you see how good he is in this, but you forget maybe how good Chili Duvall is. But she's, oh, she's really good, yeah. She's ridiculously good. There's a scene obviously when the axe comes through the door later on, yeah. and um, you can hear the bang and she starts screaming, but then you see the actual the blade of the axe come through the door, and then her face just completely changes as she realizes what is actually coming through the door at her.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, um, it's mental. She that. can't
0: have faked that, it must have been well. You know what happened on set with her, don't you, obviously?
1: So she was going through a tough time. Yeah, well, Stanley Kubrick purposely pushed her to the edge. which he did. At the time, she was, was must have been awful for her. But um, afterwards, she said that she wouldn't have changed. She wouldn't have changed it. She wouldn't go through it again, but she wouldn't have changed it because he really did know how to get the best out of her. Her performance yeah. would, wouldn't have been like that if it wasn't for how he treated her, which doesn't excuse how he did, but...
0: I know. Yeah. Well, she she was nominated for a Razzie somehow. Yeah, um but, Stupid.
1: Which is ridiculous.
0: But then stupid, they, stupid. they they rescinded it, didn't they? When they were found out that obviously what Stanley Kubrick did, yeah. <laughs> like he basically just isolated her on set and just told no one to speak to her, and then just sh- shouted shit at her all the time, didn't he? Really. But you know that's horrible.
1: Do you know the scene in Back to the Future where Marty plays guitar? Um, he plays Chuck Berry, and the yeah. source stood there staring at him, and they and he says that you're not ready for it yet, but your kids will love it. Yeah. <laughs> I think The Shining's a bit like that. I don't think, when it came out, I don't know if, how could you nominate her for a Razzie? Uh, and also St- Stanley Kubrick got nominated for a Razzie for, for
0: worst, director.
1: worst Director. What were they? What were people thinking? That is absolutely ludicrous.
0: Like, I, I hate the Razzie's anyway. I think it's a stupid thing to exist. Yeah, this, it's, it's yeah. daft. But it's just, I don't understand how, yeah, what were they thinking? I think it's because there was no other films like it at the time, so they just didn't know what to make of it. So they just went, oh, it must be shit.
1: Yeah, uh, which is what yeah. I mean. I just don't think people were were, were ready for it, were they? Uh,
0: but yeah, but he had a very um, specific way of dealing with um Shelley Duvall on set. And he did also, with the boy who played Danny Torrance, also called Danny. So they got yeah. a guy called Jack playing Jack and a guy called Danny playing Danny. How handy. But apparently, with Danny... He he pretended it was like a family drama, didn't he? He didn't let him see any of the horror horror bits.
1: Yeah, he didn't have a clue. He, he probably <laughs> thought those two twins were just his friends on set. What what sort of family dramas do you think that makes him? I don't know. Danny foam at the mouth, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> scream! Just look at this blood and scream! <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Apparently, his relationship with Danny Lloyd on Sandy Kubrick's relationship with Danny Lloyd on set was he, he was apparently ridiculously over nice with him. Like he kept in touch with him all the way through. Uh, his life, like he, he rang him to congratulate him on like graduating high school and stuff like that.
0: No, that's nice. I wonder what he did in the scenes with both Shelley Duvall and Danny Lloyd. And Did he just like, oh, good, his lad head. Daddy, good lad, Danny, good lad, Danny, and then yes. whispered to Shelley, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you <laughs> don't do this, right?
1: Yeah, you're wasting everyone's fucking time. <laughs> um, Look into that child's eyes. <laughs> Look what are you doing to him? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I watched the the documentary, like the making of on it. There's Bloody a scene a. where. Shelley Devos, they said action, and she—I don't think she'd heard them. or. Um, oh no. She, she, there was a bit of confusion anyway, um, and they—it they, was—it was like a snowy scene, so they were—they was sending all this fake snow down. I think it was yeah. like salt and like styrofoam. I don't know. Um, God and every second was sort of sort of counted like it was, it was money money was burning um, and yeah. she hadn't heard and they were expecting him to oh, come out no. and he just goes in there and just sort of yells at her saying that she's wasting everyone's time and everyone stood out here is waiting for her and she's taking a piss um, sounds horrible yeah he just sounds like a bit of a dick but
0: I reminiscent was... of uh, Davy Boy Russell and Amy Adams yeah <laughs> must have taken an out of stomach
1: here book <laughs> directors must be fucking weirdos must not they and action Shelley Chin Shelly! Cut it! Nobody even said roll no video. No desperation? Oh, come on, what do you mean roll Two video? Seconds. We're killing ourselves out here and you are going to be ready. I am too, I'm standing Should right, right mode by we play mood music? Door. No, I yeah, can't Yeah, when you came out like this, you are sitting there because they say, wait yeah, a minute. Okay. And then you say yeah, on the radio, but when go. when you do it, you've got to look desperate, Shelley. You're just wasting everybody's time now. I can't even get this well, door open. Well. Have... Well, on the record, I got such a bollocking
0: because they said, turn over. And they said, video rolling and all that. And I got all ready and jumped up and down. And then then they said, never mind, cut it. And then I was, was it take a bite of soup. Next thing I know, action Shelley. I'm sure she would have been able to pull off a good performance without getting
1: absolutely obliterated. Well, if she was, if she was a good actress, she would have done, yeah, but maybe yeah. he thought he needed to push the woman. I don't know. Anyway, it's not excusable, but she, she was happy with her outcome in it. She said it was her best performance, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I disagree. I thought she was better as Olive.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you know, to each their own. Mr. Alan, what is in 1237? Nothing.
1: There ain't nothing in room 237, but you ain't got no business going in there anyway, so stay out. You understand? Stay out. Dick, Dick Halloran. Halloran. Yeah, Dick Halloran. Um, he's played by Scat. Moncrottis. What a man. Um, Any
0: facts about Scat?
1: He's, well, he's got a beautiful voice. If you ever listened to his songs? Um, Does he do Scat? No, I don't know. He did a song called September. Um, oh, wow. Beautiful song. <laughs> a beautiful voice. He, he he did quite a lot of... Um, I think he was more famous for doing voiceover roles um, oh, and stuff like that. Um, so he did a couple of other films. He did, he did the Twilight Zone movie. Um, oh, God. And he's in another film called Bronco Billy.
0: Jesus, he's had a bit of a tough run with the films he's been in then because that Twilight Zone movie had a real deaths on it. Well... Um, there's a disaster on that set.
1: Someone needs to look into Scam and
0: <laughs> yeah i no, yeah it's however he goes things happen <laughs> so, wasn't he suggested by jack Nicholson? wasn't he just his mate
1: that i've I'm not no idea i don't know
0: well apparently Scatman crummers had a tough time on the movie um because he had to do like over 100 takes for one scene and kept having mm-hmm. loads of takes and then when he did bronco billy as you mentioned which was clint eastwood's film um clint eastwood usually only goes with one take whatever yeah. take it is he just goes with it so um Scatman actually broke down in tears of gratitude on his first scene in the film when he realized he wouldn't have to do endless take after take again apparently Wow. Well, so i think he had a bit of a tough time as well old scat boy
1: yeah with stanley the more stanley. i learn the less i like but his films are great <laughs> so you can't really argue with the outcome there's there are two more characters that i wanted to mention to you but on, less then. less so because of who they are in the in the film, but more so because of what they did outside of the film.
0: I, I already know what you're going to say, but go on, Jake. I'll let you have the glory. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, okay. Well, Delbert <laughs> Grady, who plays the, um, is he the butler? I don't know. He calls him he's James. A butler he at him one point. He's a butler. But but at he's, one point. But he's actually yeah. the previous caretaker. The previous caretaker of the the Overlook Hotel, uh, and he's played by Philip yeah. Stone, who is in. Uh, he plays Alex. Alex's dad in Clockwork Orange. Yes. Another Stanley Kubrick film. He plays Spectre Number 5 in Thunderball.
0: <laughs>
1: right. And he plays King Theoden in the cartoon version of The Lord of the Rings.
0: Oh, does it? I didn't know that
1: fact. What a trio of films he's done. Your uh, three favourite films. And the other one, uh, the other fellow I wanted to mention, Stuart Ullman, who is the, I don't know, the, I'm assuming the proprietor of the hotel. Um, he hires yeah. uh, Jack Torrance anyway, so he's... Is the manager at least? Uh, he's played by Barry Nelson, and I was thinking, why do I know that name, Barry Nelson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he was actually the first actor to portray uh, James Bond, uh, which was in the TV series of Casino Royale. Correct. Um, but James Bond was an, an American in it. Um, was he? Always, yeah. It's always never sat well with me. <laughs> uh, I can you yeah.
0: love James Bond. You, you get James Bond factoid in every episode. I was going to say,
1: yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we mentioned it in every single film. We've mentioned it twice already with Thunderball and CRL.
0: I was hoping you didn't know that or didn't locate that, because I've written that down as well. But I'll delete I, that note. I, right. found,
1: I found that out about 10 minutes before we started the podcast. Oh, did you?
0: Is that the one that you said that you were excited to yes. talk about? Oh, okay.
1: Fair enough. Well, there you go. <laughs> Are you deleting yours? <laughs> yeah, that's me deleting mine. You had a blank page with just that on it. <laughs>
0: Shall we just go into some of your what what are some of your favourite scenes or moments in this film? Do you wanna do that? The, well, yeah. I
1: like the scene with the two little girls because they are pretty friggin' creepy, aren't they?
0: Yeah, the the sisters in the hallway, yeah, that is horrible. Um yeah. it actually generally does creep me out that it's one of the only scenes that just the way it um cuts to them chopped up so abruptly. Yeah. Um and doesn't dwell on it. You're just like, Oh, what the hell was that? And then it goes, all the
1: blood like, up the walls and stuff.
0: And then at first, I was like, hang on, why are they British? And then later on, you
1: obviously meet their dad, Greg, yeah, yeah, and he's, no, he's British. Too, yeah. I was like, but
0: what What are a British family doing in the Rocky Mountains? Running People a move. Yeah, all right. That's fine, then. <laughs> well, they're
1: played by <laughs> twins, the the two girls played by twin girls, but they're actually, in the book and in the film, meant to be different ages. One's they're meant to be ten, eight and ten. Yeah, yeah so. I thought that was weird. So why get twins to play them? But anyway.
0: And they're known uh, as twins, like, in general, in sort of like, yeah, the when, twins you, when you mentioned the Shining Twins. China, yeah. You say that, don't you?
1: That's yeah. what I it was weird. A common misconception. We call that.
0: Is there any other scenes that creep you out in this? There's oh. quite a few I've. Oh,
1: plenty. Um, let me, let me, let me mention a little room called Room Two Three Seven.
0: Oh God!
1: Yeah, go on then. What happens in there? Scary witch woman. <laughs> <laughs> What's she what want? In there What's What's she want?
0: She's, she's in there. She's, she's the ultimate catfish, I'll have you know. She's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, before before this scene, Jack Torrance has been hinting at being a lustful man with his dirty mags, hasn't he? He's, he's had Hustler, he's been looking up his magazine of choices Hustler, and he's been eyeing up women around the, the hotel.
1: Well, what I'll say is all all the fellas in this are dirty perverts. Did you not see uh, Halloran's bedroom?
0: I, well, I was going to mention that. Yeah, he's got dirty women above his TV. And above, above his, his TV bed. and above his bed. Naughty. Naughty like dick. Little jack
1: and dick leches.
0: <laughs> they are, yeah. But, yeah, he goes into this room. A woman of, of sheer beauty <laughs> comes out of the bath. Mm-hmm. He's excited. He wouldn't be in that sitch? Gives her a hug. And then um, her skin starts to fall off. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's a corpse.
0: That is horrible, isn't it? Dead witch really,
1: corpse
0: anything, woman. Anything that happens with skin like that just makes me itch yeah. really badly. Rotten I think,
1: flesh is, yeah. It's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's horrible, anyway.
0: Is it like a form of tripophobia sort of, in a yeah, way? Yeah, possibly. Sort of thing? I don't like it when like uh, lizards and snakes shed their skin. Anything to do with skin just makes me feel disgusting and her gashes and s- holes on her body would ming basically yeah she's just to like
1: to run after him while laughing what's she laughing about <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> she's naked it's funny, is she, is, she she's laughing funny. Because,
1: is she laughing because that's her trick maybe um, <laughs> yeah who, who is she that, did, I, they don't they never go into who she is
0: well jake there's plenty of things that happen in this that i haven't got an, any clue about <laughs> what the hell was happening but yeah
1: fair enough. and
0: that was one of them
1: they've hinted a few times at him um like a a recovering alcoholic. Yeah. Um, I think they, they mentioned that Danny's like messed up his papers or something. Um, and he, and he pulled him or pushed him a little too hard and he dislocated his shoulder. Um, so I think he's, he's had some problems with his drinking. Um, and directly before the scene when he goes into the room with a woman, he's whether he is actually drinking or not, no one actually knows because he's talking to a barman that obviously doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. No, so does the drink exist?
0: I don't know, because there's a shot of him just sitting there with no one there, isn't there? Like, towards yeah. that scene, he's just, like, laughing, and then there's no one there. So it's potentially all in his head. I don't know.
1: It's... So is, is is he drunk, or is he, I don't know, Is the the, the flip has been switched. Mm. The, no. Oh,
0: God, what the have you done there?
1: <laughs> there the flip has been switched. There's no... I did it again. The switch has been flipped. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, we shouldn't do this late at night. That's all I'll Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big discussion is Stanley Kubrick's interpretation of what The Shining is about, and Stephen King's, and the fact that they're they're quite conflicting, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and it and it shows.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because Stephen King didn't he, he ex is ex- produced um, a, a, like a TV f- version of the film that's much more. Yeah. Sort of uh, uh telling so of
1: uh the book, yeah. yeah. And that had like a that Wendy was like an ex cheerleader type. Oh, right He'd never had a, an issue in her life sort of thing. And yeah, that's why when this starts happening, it's like the first thing that's ever happened to her, like sort of negative things happened to her in her life and Jack's a, a loving father who uh wouldn't lay a hand on his kid's head sort of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think that's what and also in um in, in the book, I think Danny's a little bit more... I think he's a bit more naughty than he is in this because he doesn't sort of throw his papers on the floor in, in the book. He, he rips them all up and... Oh, does he? Yeah, and, like, paints on them or something. I don't know. Does a big That's shit. shit.
0: Oh! he yeah, do that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, the characters have been changed quite a bit for the film. To be um,
0: fair, I think I am Team Kubrick rather than Team. I, I, I think that I don't know. I've tried to read the book a few times, and and I've just stopped because I keep just thinking of the film every time I try and read the book. I'm like, I'm just thinking of the film now. Yeah. Um, and that have you seen a trailer for that the the Stephen King TV version? It doesn't look great. i have no. not seen it, so I can't really judge. But he does yeah, like. I he does, stick with this
1: one. He does like TV movies, doesn't he, Stephen King? Because obviously he did it with it as well. But I do think the. Yeah, they do clash, not just on, like, sort of what the character's like, but even on what the Overlook hotel is and what the whole, the the evil entity around it is. Like, is it in Jack's mind? Is it ghosts? Is it, I don't know.
0: Did you like Kubrick's film of The Shining?
1: No. Cold. I'm not a cold guy. I mean, uh, I think one of the things that people relate to in my books is there's a warmth, there's a reaching out and saying to the reader, uh... I want you to be a part of this. And with Kubrick's The Shining, I felt that it was very cold. Shelley Duvall as Wendy is really one of the most misogynistic characters ever put on film. She's basically just there to scream and be stupid. And that's not the woman that I wrote about.
0: Did you talk to Kubrick about it?
1: I met him on the set. I was over in England, just on that one meeting that I thought that he was a very compulsive, almost like anal man. There's lots, there's lots, that you could talk about this, you could, people have been talking about this film for, since 1980, and I don't think anyone's got the right answer.
0: Well, there's a, there's a whole documentary about it called Room 237, I don't know if you had a chance to look into that, but it's basically about an hour and a half, two hours of people just saying what they think happens in The Shining, <laughs> that's all the film is.
1: Well, it would be quite plain and simple, really, this film, um, if they didn't add that scene in the end, where they zoom in on the picture, and and Jack Nicholson, is on the picture at that party, which is from 1921. I think that's that yeah. that stirs the pot a bit, doesn't it?
0: It does. Yeah, I never I never used to un- understand that, but I think that what I think is obviously with Grady being a butler, he's no longer a caretaker anymore, and he's dead. So do they just become part of the hotel once
1: once they die, or possibly, I don't know? Yeah. or or is Jack a reincarnation of somebody that's been there before?
0: Jake, and I don't know. His whole life was
1: <laughs> leading to him going there and doing this act. I don't well, know. It's like—is he doing the biddings of the of the hotel?
0: When looking into this, I found something out that I'd never knew before. Apparently, the character of Tony is Danny from the future guiding him. Oh, Did you know that?
1: No, I've I've seen Doctor Sleep, and I don't remember that being hinted at.
0: Well, Tony is Danny from the future, apparently, because Danny's middle name is Anthony. And yeah. He he knows what happens, so he's telling him what to do. So he says, and it, there's a bit where he goes, "Don't!" Well, he's doing a Tony voice. I don't think I can pull it off. But he says, basically, in a few minutes, your mum's gonna, your dad's gonna call your mum and tell him he's got the he's job. Got the job, yeah,
1: know? yeah.
0: Um, and that's apparently he's using the shining from the future to tell him exactly what's going to happen. So that's uh, how he sort of guides him to survive, and that's why he tells him to like do the thing in the uh, labyrinth at the end, so he doesn't get caught by his dad. Oh, so, um what's he tell him to do? Well, he, you see, backwards. Danny sort of like yeah, walk backwards and like make sure his feet aren't. Um, apparently, yeah. that's it. But apparently, that's that's what what Tony is. Because I every time I watched this, I was like, what is the point of Tony? What is that? Yeah. I thought it was just part of the Shining thing.
1: Well, apparently, when Danny Lloyd went for his interview, yeah, he, <laughs> he was already doing the he was already doing the Tony thing. <laughs> oh, was he? Yeah, or or he just like they asked him. They didn't have to explain it much to him. Um, they just said, I it's don't know. They, the fuck, they, they briefly explained it to him and he just did it like spot on, like straight away. He did the little voice. He did the finger like as if he'd done it before sort of thing. There was this, there's so many different interpretations of this film. It's mental. You can go, you can, you can spend hours and hours and hours reading different people's theories on what this film actually means. Um, yeah, This is probably why people weren't ready for it when it came out.
0: I know. I can imagine it baffling a lot of people. Like, I'm not sure if you've seen that video of people coming out of a razor head when that came out, and just just being like, "I've no idea what to say." <laughs> I've I not seen a like, razor
1: head, so I don't really oh, know right. what's going on. But
0: well, they did it with that and with the Exorcist. Obviously, there's like footage of people coming out of the cinema, and they're just like absolutely because back then you wouldn't. have... You'd never have seen anything like that before in your life. So no. I can't imagine what they would have thought about The Shining, because I, I can't think of another film like that from Batman, really.
1: No, and then all these films sort of came out at a similar time. like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they were like, Jaws, shit, what the hell's all that about? Oh, the, my God. <laughs> yeah, and
1: exorcist, you know? Like, ah!
0: Mental, just an unre- like, unrelenting films just messing their heads
1: up and then massive yeah. freak out. Some inane, bizarre <laughs> person totally with a disturbed right. mind wrote that film and I did <laughs> not enjoy it. Oh. I enjoyed it very much. My kind of movie. Eraserhead is a unique motion picture experience, I recommend it to everyone. I liked it, I've seen it five times. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: He's very good acting, but I've seen it eight times and that's about enough. I I like any sort of aerial shot scenes in this film, but especially that shot showing Wendy and Danny in the maze um as... Jack sort of looking over the model yeah. of the maze. Uh, I like that. That was pretty weird. I was yeah, You can see the walking as he's looking at it. It's weird. I don't know.
1: How they. The, the scale <laughs> maze was actually only the centre bit where they're walking. So they did um, an aerial shot of that and then the rest of the maze around it is a model of the maze and they just put the two bits of footage together. So it's the only uh, time right. they actually did any sort of um, editing tricks like that. In the Fair film. enough. Like, everything else is just filmed as it's filmed sort of thing. Yeah. Um, because in the book... There's um there isn't a maze, I don't think. I think instead it's like hedge animals that chase um that chase the characters in it and they move and stuff like that. What? Um but at the That'd time been rubbish. Yeah, the time when the film came out, Stanley Cooper was like, well we can't do that without it looking shit, so um, yeah. we'll replace that with a maze.
0: But what happens at the end then in the book? Does he he doesn't get lost in the maze, obviously?
1: No, no, the, well, yeah, no, there is no maze. So the end of this film obviously is that Jack um, can't catch Danny. He gets lost in the maze and he freezes to death.
0: I don't know why he tried to try and catch him with a limp. Anyway, he's never going to catch
1: him. No, he's not. It's yeah, he's he's stupid. Pointless. He? Uh, and he's just babbling. He just sounds like Homer Simpson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he does. No, 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 no. Yeah, after he's been hit in the head. No, he? <laughs> um, But yeah, but in in the film, um, because obviously he's gone completely. Uh, insane. He's he's not been maintaining the hotel, which is what his job is. Um, and the boiler explodes, sets the, the Ho- Overlook Hotel on fire, and burns it down to the ground. Oh God. Um, so Stephen King said that the perfect sort of analogy of the difference between his interpretation of this film and Stanley Kubrick's is um, in Stephen King's, the Overlook Hotel gets burned down and in Stanley Kubrick's um, it, it freezes. But and also funny. with him being frozen, it's not actually showing a death scene. It's it, this obviously because it's a reoccurring thing, isn't it? Of the caretaker killing his family. It's sort of a, another representation of. Emo- I don't know. It's it's it, the evil's not been destroyed it's just been frozen and it'll thaw and I've been
0: vanquished
1: yeah it'll thaw and it'll come back sort of thing
0: well another scene i like um is obviously the so we call it the light of my life scene when she, you know when he's Star finally scene, confronting yeah. confronting him and um, yeah i think that's probably the scene with the best acting from both of them really yeah i um, mean it's sort of the point of the film where there's like this is the point of no return really yeah the tension sort of built up Definitely. Um, and, yeah, you realise, yeah, Jack's absolutely lost his mind.
1: Didn't it take, like, isn't it? It's, it's close to the record for the most takes, that scene. It's, like, got 127 takes or something.
0: What, of any film ever?
1: It's close to. I don't think it's the record, but it's, like, close to the record of the most takes in any film ever, yeah. I think Stanley Kubrick was just so certain on how he wants it to look like in the uh, the making of he keeps telling Shelley Duvall to stop flinching every time she keeps, she kept on flinching at certain things he was saying like uh, if, right. he, if he shouted a bit louder and, and stuff like that and, uh, he was yeah. saying it looked fake so he kept on trying to get him to redo it and stuff So, um, oh God. but yeah I can imagine there's all sorts of reasons he wants to stop and start it the buddy lighting and all sorts Please. don't hurt me I'm
0: not going to hurt you stay away from me Wendy stay away Darling, light of my life, I'm not going to hurt you. You didn't let me finish my sentence. I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. I'm going to bash them right the fuck in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, the whole of the, the hotel was, was inside. The, the, the entire interior um, was based on... um. Awanhee Hotel, which is in the Yosemite National Park. Um
0: yeah.
1: I thought it was it was filmed in the hotel but it wasn't. It was all in EMI L Street Studios in Bournemouth. Um, uh right. All of it was was done in there. And because they wanted to film it chronologically as well, um, all of the sets had to be up at the same time.
0: Oh right. Oh that's pre mental. Yeah, that's So quite there was big. no
1: like yeah, there was no putting them up and taking them down or anything like that. Um yeah.
0: Jesus. So they could just walk through the hotel as it was, basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like pretty the maze cool, and everything yeah. was, was all there, all up from the start. Massive. Um, yeah, but obviously, because he's an absolute perfectionist, um, do, you, do you know, like the, the, the main hall room where Jack's doing his, his writing? Yeah. There's a big windows on the on the on, on one side. Yeah. Um, to make it look as realistic as possible, the lighting coming in, um, they had something like they had thousands of light different lights. I don't know if they would have had LEDs then, I don't I'm not sure, but they would have had thousands and thousands of lights. Um, and apparently because there were so many, that room was absolutely sweltering in there. Um, well,
0: it looks freezing to me.
1: The yeah, whole I know I thought that as well when I was reading that I was like, surely they'd be sweating but um yeah, apparently it was boiling there. It got so hot that there was a fire and um, oh, and it burnt down a lot of the set. Jesus. Um but I think most of the film had wrapped up by then, especially in that room. Yeah. So that room was so much, there was so much fire damage in there that um but they reused it for do you know the snake pit scene in the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Oh yeah. They used that's the same room.
0: Is it? That's yeah. pretty cool. I'd not know that.
1: So they are.
0: You would have thought at that point, should we just go with the ending of the book then instead, seeing as it has actually burnt down?
1: Yeah, I think (laughs) that's like the universe telling him to do it that way, isn't it really?
0: That's weird, because I thought this bloody hotel looks absolutely freezing, especially when Wendy and Danny are watching that TV show in that massive room, and they've just got a little blanket each. Yeah. I'd be freezing my nuts off. Yeah.
1: Massive rooms take ages to heat that up i say the exterior of the hotel is filmed at timberline lodge uh which is in mount, Tim, uh, timberlands, lodge. <laughs> timberlands lodge timberline lodge um on mount, <laughs> right. on mount hood in oregon um but if you if you if you, I always it's always bugged me this if you have a look at when they film the exterior of the hotel there's no maze where's the maze oh yeah good point
0: yeah when it's just showing the exteriors i know what you mean like, yeah i didn't really Process that. Yeah. Did you spot
1: it. the, um, do you know at the start with the, the, the Volkswagen going around all the all the journey to the hotel? Did you spot the helicopter? I did, yeah. yeah. I noticed
0: that like, the first time I watched it. I was
1: like, yeah. I, th- I thought you would have got rid of that, Mr. Perfectionist.
0: It's weird how they how they left that in, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, it, it does confuse me considering everything else is a bit of a perfectionist about. So, in the book, the room was, um, wasn't 237, it was room 217. Yes. Um, Kubrick agreed to change this to 237, um, which did not actually exist in the hotel because the the owners of the Timberline Lodge were worried that people wouldn't want to stay in room 217 um, if they'd seen the film. But ironically, room 217 is the most requested room in the hotel. Um,
0: Yeah, I thought that would happen. Uh, You'd you'd ask for that room, wouldn't you? You wouldn't wouldn't avoid it. I would,
1: but people would
0: because there's a real hotel where someone died in in real life. I don't know if you know that thing about Lisa
1: Lamb. Uh no.
0: well, it's nothing to do with the shining. Shall I go off on this tangent?
1: Go <laughs> on.
0: Well, there's footage of her looking in a lift. Um it's on YouTube. It's quite scary and like looking around the corner in a lift all scared. Oh. And later she was found in a in water tank. But people always ask to stay in her room. And yeah. in that hotel, loads of people have died in real life. And it's what American Horror Story, one of the series of American Horror Stories, yeah. sort of about that hotel.
1: Didn't they find out that what had actually happened to her was she was tripping or something? I think she was like mentally. And she mentally had schizophrenia as well. Yeah. So she went in there because it was like a safe space. Like, uh, do you know, like people go in water pods and stuff like that? Yeah. And then she just couldn't get out.
0: Awful. Yeah. That really creeped me out, that footage of her in the lift.
1: Yeah, um but anyway, really enough cool. about
0: Lisa. I'll have back you know, to The Shining. I forgot I completely wrong
1: <laughs> about that. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, but this this was based on Stephen King going on a family holiday to a hotel. Um, and he saw a bunch of nuns leaving the hotel. Um, and for some reason, that sparked him to to write The Shining. And his family stayed in room 217 in that hotel.
0: Ah, there you go. That makes sense then. He must have been
1: scared of nuns.
0: My dad's scared of nuns.
1: Well. There you go. Get him to write a book about it.
0: <laughs> I might. Go for it. I've got another it's funny
1: off. bit of trivia. Um, go on. To get Jack Nicholson uh, in the right agitated mood for this film. Um, he ate only cheese sandwiches for two weeks, which is a food he hates.
0: That's the trivia I was going to say. When you said I've uh, got some really funny trivia, that's the one I thought it was.
1: I keep ruining yeah. yours. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's all right. I, 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 if you say it, you say it. I'll just delete it again. It's so hang on. One second. <laughs> I'm just going to delete that note. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I have a question for you. <laughs> How fun would it be to ride around on that tricycle?
1: Oh, extremely. <laughs> it looks,
0: especially on all the different surfaces. Yeah. I'd love that
1: as a yeah. boy. No, I would man. too.
0: And I also thought it'd be really fun to fling that tennis ball against the wall in the writing room as well. That'd look really fun. It yeah, is. I'd, they yeah. did have some fun before it all went to shit in this hotel. I'll give them that much.
1: Would you stay in a hotel, just you and, I, d- I don't know, Millie and Alfie? Um, the dogs? Yeah, for <laughs> five months. Is the hotel
0: like the one for the shine, or is it just a normal hotel?
1: That's the risk you'll have to take. Oh, God,
0: I've got a 50-50 chance here. No, I'd I'd go, just in case. Well, if it was it. If it was the modern age, I'd film it all, make millions, viral yeah. videos. Fair, good point. Of a man sucking off another man in a bear costume. Yeah, like that.
1: why is what's that about?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Well, it, I've tried to look it up, and no one knows. Apparently,
1: I think it's. I think in the book, there's a weird scene where people are sort of dressed as animals. I don't know. I think apparently in the up. book
0: it makes a lot. No, in the book it makes a lot more sense because the the character that's doing the act is like a boyfriend of one of the other characters, neither of which are in the film. But for some reason, Stanley Kubrick just wanted to include that scene. Still,
1: So this is what I mean. Stanley Kubrick—he—he's he, gone on a mad one, hasn't he? Really, he just keeps adding stuff in there. That I
0: think it's just to fuck
1: with the audience, to be honest, just to make maybe you know, what and it the works because it is creepy. It is a really creepy scene, and then you see the fellow with like the the big crack in his head.
0: Um, yeah, he just like, okay, Great, wonderful part. Party. Yeah, wonderful part. Yeah, party, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, he's
0: having a great time.
1: Yeah. Oh, there's there's there is a funny scene as well in the making of um, the Shining. Um, and, you know, when he goes in to buy the bar, and it's like the 20s, uh, and yeah. there's like big party going on, um, and there's loads of extras sat on the closest table to him. <laughs> and um, th- there's a few empty tables at the very, very, very back. So he goes to the table at the front, and, and he he says, I need some of these to move to the back. And everyone's just pretending they can't hear him, because obviously they want to be at the very front, and they don't want to be right. near the back. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's just saying to them all the time, like, don't nod your heads, because if you nod, it doesn't look real. Like, just. Talk without talking. Look like you're having a good time, but just don't yeah. nod your heads. Because apparently he's quite critical when he watches other films and he watches extras in it.
0: Oh really?
1: um, And and he just thinks all the time they don't look authentic and stuff like that. So he's very critical of his own extras. Oh, does he? So if you think you're just gonna get your head in a film, you might stick it at the back of the bloody room. And until yeah. you stop nodding your head. So.
0: Oh god. Well, I hope he hasn't watched Coronation Street ever because some of those extras in that are bloody awful. Yeah, hate the it. They're just looking at
1: the the actors like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're always looking or looking down, <laughs> down the lens death. of the camera. <laughs> look, it's Dev. <death. laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they meant oh, yeah. to say um, they say that to make you look like you're speaking in the background of, of a film. You meant to say rhubarb and custard, just over and over again. Yeah, apparently. But it That's just looks like you're savoury and custard over and over again.
0: Strange. I liked. Um, well, I like the editing and stuff in this as well because I think there's there's a reason they sort of like sort of blend into the next thing because it's like bleeding into each other, isn't it? Is that sort? Of, is that to make us think of blood bleeding into? I don't know. Um, I'm reading too much into it. I think.
1: Do you know the shot of the tennis ball rolling into Danny's toys? Yeah. It took him fifty takes to get that right. God. That Poor little lad. Must be oh, shitless. Speaking of takes and
0: Danny, I'm sur- how many takes did it take him to write r- Red Rum on, on the wall? Because I'm sure I would have messed that up if I was him. I yeah. would have definitely messed it, especially doing the D the but, way around.
1: And yeah, stuff. the backwards R and stuff. Yeah, yeah.
0: But did yeah, you, he did well. He did well to write it. I don't know how many takes that was, but he
1: did, he did a bloody good job. I don't think they had many issues with, with- the little lad in this i think it was pretty smooth sailing with him i have not seen anywhere anything anywhere saying that it was difficult working with him because they usually say don't they it's difficult to work don't work with kids and animals or something because they're unpredictable but i think he was pretty good in this
0: well yeah the child performances are usually quite hit and miss aren't they really so do you think he did
1: how did kid do i I think he's one of the better child actors in films Uh, and it's a surprise he didn't do more films after this
0: I know, I thought that. Like. I looked up his filmography, he hasn't done much. and no, was he he's a bald fellow with a goatee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Life comes at you fast.
1: Does. I like it does. Uh, he look around uh... once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> what's the line? Is that Ferris Bueller? I think so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's very serious
0: in it, the way he speaks to people. The but I think that's the... the... Oh, what's the Alexa want? ...contributor. <laughs> the hell is an imprecation voiced in the vernacular meaning to leave or exit quickly usually expressed in response to a perceived threat. Did that answer your question?
1: Come and play with us.
0: Come and play with us, Danny. Forever. And ever. And ever. I wonder what they showed him, yeah, as you said, to, to get him to, like, scream.
1: Yeah, there's the, the scene, that the, they show the filming of the scene of, um, do you know when Danny's running through the halls away from his dad and he yeah. runs into the, um, and he hides in like a little cupboard. Yeah. Um, they showed you like the filming of that. Um, and he's just doing exactly what they're saying. He's just, Stanley Kubrick's like running with him, sort of saying, this way, this way, this way, stop look around, look at the cupboard, get in the cupboard, quick as you can, sort of thing. He just does <laughs> it and just like, I don't oh, know. Right. He's, I think he just instructs him. Um, yeah, just so just, he doesn't think about what he's doing, he's
0: just doing it. and then Yeah, he's just
1: doing what he's told as as he's being told to do it and I think he doesn't really have time to think, so that's why his, <laughs> his face is probably looks a bit panicked because he probably is a little bit panicked. Yeah, the, obviously the scene where uh, Wendy's in the bathroom and she throws Danny out the window and Jack's, Coming through with the axe, obviously the most famous scene, isn't it? Um Yeah, the Red Rum. Well, just before it is when it when he writes Red Rum on the on the wall, yeah. isn't it? On
0: the door. Um but I think that that's terrifying when it reveals its murder backwards. Obviously we, we knew that anyway, yeah. really. But the snap zoom to, to Wendy and then the axe just coming through straight away. It's like quite you're like, Jesus Christ, what's going on? Yeah. It's just a bit abrupt, isn't it?
1: Well I'd heard of Red Rum, to me, before this film, was a horse. Was a horse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all it was, today. <laughs> There's only a couple of horses I know. Um, Red Rum, um, Shonky. Um, Black Beauty. Black Beauty. Um,
0: Bullseye from Toy Story. Yeah, and... Racing Ma- Stripes.
1: Maximus from... Was it Maximus from Tangled? I don't know. They made a fake door originally, um, but...
0: Like in Takeshi's Castle.
1: Yeah, but Jack Nicholson got through it too too quickly because he used to... He, he, I think he was like... A volunteer fireman, or something like that, um, huh. in his youth. So he got through it like dead quick. So they had to. Replace it with a real door in the end, and, and got through it as so he got through it. He's Andy with an axe.
0: Yeah, and and there's moments in this scene where Jack reminds me of Johnny Knoxville for some reason. The way he's speaking,
1: <laughs> I've not thought about. Did that? You yeah. well? No, I, I didn't think <laughs> like, about Wendy? that. But... I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> but I
0: yeah <laughs> here's Johnny Gianni.
1: Knoxville. Yeah.
0: yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I think I think the cameraman does a good job to like track the axe as well. I, I don't know what that shot's called, but he like he like sort of looks. Goes with the axe as it hits the, uh, the door. I like the way that looked as well.
1: Did you just hit your fish down at the table when you did that?
0: I was doing the actions, yeah. yeah. I thought you were. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy scene. And I'm, it's just weird how he just... He hears... Dick come into the hotel from miles away, doesn't he?
1: Well, I sort of think that it's the hotel sort of talk, whispering to him and telling him. Because the hotel, obviously, and, and the ghosts in it, or whatever the frig they are, wanting yeah. him to obviously commit this act. So are they assisting him? Do they tell him where, where he Maybe. is? If you could have any hotel speak to you,
0: which one would you want to speak to you?
1: Uh, they probably a Ramada somewhere.
0: <laughs> That's nice. So <laughs> this is one of, in my opinion, one of the best horror films of all time.
1: Would you agree? Uh, yeah i'd say it's it's the best horror film but to me it isn't really f- i know it's is it is a horror film but it doesn't feel like a horror film sometimes i don't know yeah
0: and what's your do you do you prefer films like this that are slow burn sort of creepy films or would you do you
1: prefer jumpy oh, shouty ones i'd much prefer this that's that's why it doesn't feel like a horror because everything seems to just be a jumpy shouty yeah. thing now doesn't it whereas this is like you say a slow burner
0: yeah, because there's a few from back then that are a bit like this. Like even Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's not that jumpy. There's like a obviously a really jumpy scene. I don't know if you've seen it, where uh, Loverface comes out of a room really quickly. But that's the only one I can think of. They're all a bit like slow, slow burn, sort of creeped It's I not a, a slasher
1: film, is it? It's just it's, I don't know. I think it's it sort of stands than... on its own, doesn't it? A little bit. This film. It's a little bit slasher. It's a little bit ghost. It's a little bit sort of psychological. Thriller. It's a little bit. Sort of Bit. superpowers. People say this film's not very gory, but then you, you have to remind them of the, the elevator full of blood. And the two little girls all chopped up. Yeah. And
0: poor Dick getting his bloody chest slashed. He's the only boy who dies on film, poor Matt. Well, other than Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Poor man, I really feel sorry for Decky. he spent the whole time, he spent yeah. bloody ages getting back to the hotel, it took like him absolutely the eight him
1: the, the, the scene of him sat on the plane makes me laugh, I don't know why. It's, it's just like, way way do do have, yeah, why do we have to see him on the plane?
0: I don't know, it's just, I think it's just to make you go, oh bloody hell, as He's soon as he gets He's come all this there. way,
1: he walks in, shouts hello, and then just dies. <laughs> like, straight away. The original poster for it, have you seen the yellow background with the... Little
0: yellow. The big, massive, Gollum, massive T, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but what is that? That's what I was about to say. What is that? Is it Crazy Frog? I don't, it... <laughs> I don't know. It just it doesn't doesn't look right to me. I um,
0: think it's probably a bit like the Jaws one because the Jaws poster was the, the original book or one of the original book designs. Do you reckon it might have been that?
1: Maybe. Well, I don't know. I'm. I'm. No, actually, no. I know. I know it's definitely not that because I've got a, a fact there. So it was designed by Saul Bass. Um, I know
0: it.
1: Yeah. Will, you, will you report
0: a lot of? You, um, Sort of opening credits for films.
1: Oh, well, there you go. Well, he reportedly um, produced around three hundred versions of the film poster before Stanley Kubrick finally was satisfied. So, yeah, it was definitely made just for the film. Um, but just while I was looking for the poster, then I've just clicked on <laughs> IMDb by accident, and it's come up with the trailer of like the 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 re-release of it in like four K. It looks it looks like it could have been made yesterday. Oh, wow! Wow, I'm gonna have stick to it re-watch on. Watch it. I stick
0: think. it on now if you want. I'll I think, think just I'm gonna, gonna have to, to rewatch this
1: there's, there's a bit in the trailer then of of load of dead people in a room with loads of webs on them. Well, what? That's not in the film. Yeah, it is. Is it?
0: Yeah, when Wendy's looking around at the end. I to be fair, I watched that last night. The film. I'd never seen that scene in my life. Maybe I watched the remastered version.
1: Yeah, it definitely wasn't in the DVD version. I had. I think this is oh, one right. of the films well, that's well, been. The, the, there's so many different versions of it. It's like. Um, Star Wars really. It just keeps getting edited and changed and,
0: well, and changing.
1: Have, so there's gonna be you, loads of different versions of it. Have
0: you heard of this version of it that I found out about? Basically, let me find it. Ku Stanley Kubrick once said The Shining is a film to be watched both forwards and backwards, and there is a version of this that plays forwards and backwards at the same time. And apparently quite a lot of the scenes sync up. A lot of the imagery lines up if you watch oh, right. it at the same time. And then, So there's a version of that if you ever wanted to watch I, that. I, I would like to of... try
1: that, but it seems like a bit of a happy coincidence.
0: Well, apparently Stanley Kubrick <laughs> did it on purpose. That's what yeah. he says. If he did, but,
1: uh, he, he he's, he's probably is a, a genius, isn't he, Stanley Kubrick? I think so. But apparently, though, he he's constantly, like, this film, like, um, the original script at the start of the film, at the end of the film, was just a completely different script, because they just rewrote that day scenes every day, so they just rewrote it, so every time yeah. someone gave Jack Nicholson the updated script, um, he just took it in the bin, because he knew he was going to get another <laughs> one, like, uh, right. in, in, like, 15 minutes anyway, so uh, he usually learnt his lines about three or four minutes before they started shooting, because it just changed so much.
0: Do you like the soundtrack?
1: Yes. I do like it a lot. Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to it today uh, while I was oh, researching this film. Um, and it's very good. Uh, and it's very scary, isn't it? Um, it is. I had just the main menu. Because the DVD I've got is from like a 2013 releases. And, and it had the main menu on the screen. Oh, right. And the music was playing in the background. And Chelsea came yeah. in and, and heard it. And just like, oh, can you turn this off? It's really scary. <laughs> oh, God. It is quite scary. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: I, I always think of the, you know, in the opening credits, that music. But there's there's music, like a lot of stings that I didn't notice before, to be honest, like the violin things.
1: Yeah, it's like a um, weird sort of... I don't know, I can't really describe it. It's like a weird it. voice, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's horrible.
1: Like springs um, or something, I don't know. I but don't you can
0: know. definitely tell, like, if you watch any film by A24, you know that studio that does all the yeah. horror films, they've definitely ripped off the, the score for this. There's, yeah. a spe- there's a film called Under the Skin especially that... There's like some violins in that that sound exactly like the ones, well, very, very similar to the ones in this. The Shining. Under the Skin.
1: And then they use that lovely song, um, Midnight. Oh, yes. I knew you'd like that. <laughs> yeah, great song. <laughs> Scary
0: um, to hear in a hotel. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but,
0: yeah, even the, even the very opening of this film makes you uneasy with that music and just how it just quickly goes into you don't know what's going on, really. You know, like, oh, who's this driving? And the, 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 way, the way the text looks and everything, it just makes you feel odd, yeah. I think, anyway. It, it's,
1: yeah. it's, 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 it's one of the most iconic intros to a film, isn't it? One of the most iconic uh, opening scenes, I'd say.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of horror films these days that copy that sort of look. I remember watching *Mid Midsummer*, and um, there's a shot of like a the car from above, um, and they, you just get that a lot in films, don't you? These days, the shot of yeah. the
1: car from above because of because of this film. I'd it's say. one of the. It's just one of them films, isn't it? Everything's influenced by. Is, is there any sort of final comments you've got on this film? Um, where do you rank this? Um, amongst horror, horror films for you? I would say I
0: was thinking about this. It's definitely in my top three. Do you have your top three? I definitely I like this one. I like The Thing by John Carlton. I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They're like the top the three that I yeah. like a lot. But I think this is probably my favourite now but I've rewatched it. It might be recency bias, but I think it potentially is my favourite horror film fair enough if
1: you know I, I really like it and I know I like it because it made me want to watch Ready Player One just purely based <laughs> just for that on the fact see. that they go to the Outlook, uh, Overlook Hotel um, and then I and then I watched it again just because I, I think I just wanted to watch The Shining um, yeah. so I think it must be one of my favourite films subconsciously it must be up there
0: um, yeah I love this film Jake yeah <laughs> <laughs> I really do
1: yeah no it is a cracking film um, so uh, I think, needless to say, I think this this goes without saying that this is currently going to sit top of our list, our mega list.
0: I'd say so. I mean, I've got three t shirts with the shining on, you know, shining yeah. theme t shirts. So of course, I bloody love this. It's
1: um, going to be it's going to be jaws, isn't it? yeah George i'd say great so. but it is it the shining is it's, a, it's another level up isn't it
0: i just love it yeah so i'd say this is number one we'll pop it in the list at number one position it is taken over
1: shining is the best film of all time currently and it's, it's going to take a, a a bloody good film to knock it off if you ask me well yes <laughs> that's
0: true Before we get on to what I'm recommending next week, would you like to take part in my little game I've created for you?
1: Um, What would happen if I said no? (laughs) Uh,
0: I don't know, I didn't expect that.
1: Yeah, No, go on then.
0: Right, it's not really anything to do with The Shining, but The Shining is arguably, well, we've just discussed the greatest horror film of all time, in my opinion, anyway. I was going to do a Shining theme quiz, but was worried you'd have done loads of research, so you'd have just found it really easy anyway. Yeah. So I, I thought, I'll just do a horror-themed quiz if that's okay.
1: Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, that's fine. I'm not <laughs> too well-versed in horror films, but I'll give it it's a go. It's all right,
0: because the horror films I'm going to talk about, I hadn't heard of, really. What? Well, how
1: would I know, Mister? Jake, 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 okay, Jake right. bear with me. Whoa. <laughs> okay.
0: You're going too far. <laughs> 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 I'm going to read a title of a horror film and a synopsis. <laughs> I, yeah. I've invented some of these, and some of them are real. You've got to just tell me which ones you think are real and which ones are made up, basically. Okay. So you ready? Yeah, go on. The first film is Head of the Family. And this is the synopsis. The head of the family is literally that, a giant head on a tiny body who psychically controls the rest of his even weirder family. Is that real or fake? That's real. It is real. Yeah. If you look up the poster for it, if you <laughs> ever had a problem, it, oh, it's well. mental. <laughs> it's just a massive head. Yeah. Correct. One point for Jake. Here's the second I'm one. Just,
1: I'm still looking it up. One sec.
0: Alright, okay. Have a look at that. Head of the family. Can't remember <laughs> who's the director. <guy. laughs>
1: <Yeah>. uh, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I saw mommy killing Santa Claus. When a rage-inducing drug is slipped into Missus Carmichael's eggnog at a Christmas party, she transforms into a murderous lunatic, slicing and dicing every party guest in sight.
1: I don't think is that real or or fake? With, I don't think you could have caught that synopsis. So I say it's real.
0: Well, you've underestimated me not for the first time because <laughs> I've made that up.
1: Oh, well, you shouldn't. You should make that into a film. <laughs> that... <laughs> I, I
0: thought it was quite a good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I saw yeah. mommy killing Santa Claus.
0: Uh, the next one will go for uh, Shakma. A murderous baboon escapes from a laboratory and roams the research building and begins to kill some teenagers who are also in the building playing a Dungeons Dragons-type game.
1: Uh, fake. Well, that's real, Jake. Oh, you throw me off with the... the... And if you look...
0: <laughs> <laughs> How do you even spell yeah. it? Yeah. Shakma, and the and the cover is just a baboon screaming. <laughs> Sounds uh, mental. I, horror, I want to watch that.
1: Genuinely, oh my god! Genuinely, horror films are absolutely insane. I don't like films with animals in it though because I don't. Like, yeah, I do I worry. Trust how they were treated. Um, well, but this baboon
0: mental. apparently. Yeah, the baboon was also in The Fly. I don't know if you've ever seen the 1980s version of The Fly. Um, no. There's a moment where a baboon and a fly or something get get, get put in the little trans-teleporter thing, and it becomes a steaming mess of shit, basically. Oh, God. L- like The Simpsons. It's
1: horrible.
0: Yes, I think they must have <laughs> taken it from there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the next one. Um, Determate. De- in Tokyo, a young deaf woman is haunted by a 10-foot baby known as Deitame.
1: <laughs> um, uh, if, if, if you've made that up, it's rubbish. So I'm going to say it's fake. It is fake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I did not make it up.
1: <laughs> Deitame. Yeah, that's, that's not as good as the first one.
0: Deitame means bullshit in Japanese. So uh, that is, right, that? Yeah, okay. I was bullshitting it. Um, <laughs> all right.
1: Oh, baby, right.
0: I, I was running out of ideas, to be honest. Um, we'll go for Blood Boil. Bradley Hilton has just started high school. He wants to make a good impression, but then disaster strikes in the form of a demonic spot on his forehead. Puberty is bad enough without your acne trying to convince you to eat people.
1: I'm going to say that's real.
0: No, it's fake. I've oh. made that up. <laughs>
1: can could- be one of the writers on Goosebumps.
0: Yeah, it is sort of that level, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we'll go for... I've got a few more, but we'll go for this one. We'll end it here. Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. When the American Chicken Bunker, a military-themed fast food restaurant, builds its latest chain restaurant on the site of an ancient Native American burial uh, ground, we've already s- talked about them. Not that. The spirits take revenge on unsuspecting diners and transform them into chicken zombies.
1: <laughs> That's real. It is real. <laughs> so you can watch that if you want. It's one of my favourite films. No, it's well, there you go. That's my quiz. That was a good one. I can't that believe you have those quiz. ideas. That well, especially that first. I, I'm the spot one, actually. No, it's good.
0: Um, yeah, Shud- shudder, hire me or Arrow Films. They're the type of Companies that would like them, so I'm I'm free to write some films for you if you'd like me to. There you go. So, shall we move on to my pick then for next week? Next um, week no. is going to be
1: a film from 2000s. So, come on, Callum, what have you got? Well, um, I thought I'd keep up the
0: theme of sort of psychological thriller slash horror going. Mm. Um, it's by the the film is by a director we've both watched the film of recently and bloody liked. Um, for the first time, and really affected us. Actually, um,
1: I can't think that what you mean.
0: Film. What's <laughs> the elephant?
1: Oh, no, oh no.
0: Um...
1: So it's another David Lynch film.
0: Yeah, from the two thousands. It's called Mulholland Drive. Oh, I've heard, yeah,
1: I've heard of Mulholland Drive. I've never seen it though.
0: Yeah, I thought you hadn't seen it. It's it's sort of a similar sort of in the similar realm to The Shining with the mad sort of interpretations people have about it. So I thought it'd be a good one to, 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 you know, watch and talk about basically. Yeah. Okay. That sounds and good. And I, I think it came, I think it came eighth in the sight and sound poll as well of the best films of all time.
1: Mulholland Drive did it. Uh, okay. Recently. I'm pretty um, sure. Fair. I don't think anything from the Nazis made it in, but, um, well, that's exciting because I've, I've literally known nothing about that film and I'll make, I'll, I'll do you know what? i gonna click off that. I don't want to know anything. <laughs>
0: yes Um, be careful
1: but yeah no i i I absolutely loved the elephant man um and hated it because it was so sad um and for about two weeks after it i was messaging you daily saying that i can't get him out of my head (laughs) because i just thinking about him again i just i I just, just made me so sad what a lovely man it is a really sad one well
0: i'll tell you this much i'd say the elephant man is one of david lynch's more straightforward mainstream sort of films. This yeah. one isn't and as clear. I,
1: I know he's he's a bit of a brain fart, isn't it? Well, not a brain fart, a brain fucker. <laughs> a brain <laughs> <laughs> aggressive. A brain fart. Um, he's a brain
0: fucker. No, he is, yeah. He is. I suppose he
1: is, yeah. He, he, I really he, like David Lynch, though. He plays mind games and stuff, and I don't really know. I have not seen <laughs> one of his films, so I'm quite looking forward to that.
0: Well, I don't know if this is the best one to... Uh, easy win on, but we're doing it anyway. So here yeah. we get on. We'll see what you drive. make of this
1: one. Let's do it. That was that was the shining. Thank you very much again for joining me here, Callum. Um. Hey, Jake. You on. know what? Ditto. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um. Yeah, for, picking, for picking another. The uh, well, yeah. well, I was going to say. Thanks for for picking another film this week, uh, and I'll see if I thank you next week uh, well, after I've actually watched it.
0: Yes, I'm sure you'll be, um, your head will be thoroughly scratched, I'm sure. Come on, and if I'm if just completely
1: <laughs> speechless. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: you scratch all your hair off. Um, if you thought that scene with the bear was a bit mad in The Shining, wait till you see what happens in this one, because I, uh, anyway. That's what's happening. Mulholland Drive next week. Thanks for listening. Give us a follow, subscribe.
1: Yeah, please give us a review. We have no idea what you think of us. Yeah. Um, should, should we stop? tell us, tell yeah, us to stop us We'll stop, stop. You, what, we will <laughs> <laughs> God please <laughs> Someone stop us
0: <laughs> um, But yeah anyway Thanks Jake I'll see you next week For David Lynch time
1: Yeah ta
0: And now to Play us out uh, My neighbour Terry Oh sorry No he's asked me to call him DJ Foreskin With his rendition Of The Shining theme song Take it away mm.